welcome to the Assistant Theatre Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about assistant directing and giving a bit of insight into what the role of the assistant director is and how it fits into the rehearsal process and beyond and discussing a bit about our experiences working as assistant directors at Assistant Theatre. So without further ado, I'm Tess Monroe. I'm one of the director interns working at Assistant Theatre and since starting my placement here in September, I have assisted on the Macbeths, Man Producer, Cinderella and Bold Girls. Uh, I'm Jack Nurse, um, I'm a director and assistant director here and I've worked on Blackbird um, by David Harrow with Gareth Nichols, This um, Restless House uh, by Zinni Harris, directed by Dominic Hill and Hay Fever by Noel Coward, directed by Dominic Hill. Uh, as an assistant at the SITS. My name's George Nichols. I'm the other Birkbeck trainee assistant director. Um, I have been here since August, and in that time I've worked on The Faithful Muslim, directed by Helena Kauthausen, uh, Train Spotting, directed by Gareth Nichols, One More Sleep Till Christmas, uh, directed by Guy Hollands, and you will be doing And I will be working and I will be working on Long Day's Journey tonight, directed by Don Hill. I'll just kick us off with the first question, which is a tricky but a necessary first question, I think, which is, what do you think the role of the assistant director is? And I phrased it that way because I think it shifts and is very varying depending on well, moving from production to production. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think um, that's what I think. The, the, I, I personally think that the, um, the role exists twofold. Firstly, there's a personal thing, which is to learn um, about directing and then the second thing, which is probably the most important thing, which is that um, the job is to support the director um, to deliver his or her vision. Um, and that, like you say, could be any any kind of thing from a small thing like a cup of tea to a huge thing or, or, or a big thing like a, like directing a scene in another room um, or going on tour with it or whatever. Um, but that, that's what I've always thought is the, the most um important point of the job is to just in, in whatever way the director or the show or the company needs um, to support the, the project in whatever way you can. Mm. I think also in terms of like a practical thing as well that I always forget to say when people ask you this um, once the show or production is up on its feet and it's gone into the run as the assistant director you're there really to note the actors and the production as it um, goes kind of beyond the rehearsal room so you're you're there to check whether it's staying um, within the parameters of how it was rehearsed as well as um, everything else so you look after it after maybe the director's moved on to another project and then you're also there to kind of inform the director of the progress of the production mm-hmm. and keep it in shape as well. Mm-hmm. So also I think it's also really important that you are you, you, you are sort of a go-between and a kind of a, a gel between lots of different departments including actor director stage management rest production sometimes you know you, you have to be able to you have to be on everybody's side mm-hmm. um, as well as the directors obviously most importantly the directors but um, that's often on particular biggest shows there's so much stuff that needs to be done and so many people to think of mm-hmm. and so many stresses at a difficult time of the year for example that you have to be particularly sensitive of actors or particularly sensitive of of, uh, of the production team or depending on, on where you're in production and it, it is that isn't it it's like it's about being malleable um, as much in your role um, where can you be more helpful in this moment of time is it running up to wardrobe and seeing if you can get the right shoes and so I think when you go into a production you have to be aware that 
your there is no rigidity to what your role is and it can anything can pop up and it's just about trying to be helpful and supportive and make it as fluid and easy for everybody as possible um having said that i think it's important to also try and remember that you are trying to find training in what you're doing so you've got to be looking around you and seeing how people work and how your director is responding to certain heightened situations mm-hmm. as well and learning from from your main sort of point of reference which is your director mm-hmm. yeah i think well i think that's right i think that goes those two things come from the same thing which is about being aware and sensitive to the process so if you're listening to the room or the director then you can do both of those things which i think is the best mm-hmm. thing about the job really is that you can be learning from say Dominic or say Gareth at the same time as listening to them and being like okay what can I do in this moment to to mm-hmm. make sure that the room is operating as it should be or what do they need do they need a copy of this bit this song that we're going to sing I think it's a great uh, we're talking about it before me and Tess talking about it being a sort of rite of passage in, in many ways I think it's a great exercise in also stripping your own ego um, in terms of it's really important that you come into a room as an assistant director well, I think it is with, without without ideas about about yourself and your and your st- like above your station almost because it really is important that you're there just to facilitate mm-hmm. other people and that doesn't mean you've got to be a pushover but it also means that there are times where the most helpful thing you can do in that moment is actually to make the director a cup of tea mm-hmm. and that, that is sometimes going to be the most significant contribution you make because because they really needed that at mm-hmm. that moment and they knew they could rely on you yeah. that's as important so so what do you think I think sort of a natural next question is like what have been challenges that you've experienced george is right in the sense that the cha- uh, maybe the most challenging things i found always was sort of entering into a new process or with a new director actually which uh, is just about sort of you being a uh, that sort of awkward thing which is the same whether you're an actor or a director or an assistant director is um the sort of joining a new process and learning about the new people that you're working with and especially when you're assisting then it's about then learning like you say um where do you where do you fit into how this is going to work i think gareth um because i assisted gareth for the first time and i think he maybe told me that um which is about when you're assistant that's what you should really be spending the first kind of you know few days doing is you know sort of maybe taking a step back and watching it watching everything unfold listening to the director and just seeing what they are going to need and what the process is going to need for the next few weeks that i think that's probably the most challenging because that's the bit when actually you, you you don't know where you stand with everything um yeah, I kind of think I, there's sort of two things that are linked to that that I find the hardest is is one for me shutting up sometimes. <laughs> um, you know that obviously the director's process is going to be different from your process, and therefore it probably isn't relevant for you to to pick out things all the time and probably unwanted as well. And then another thing based what like what Jack was saying about reading reading the room and and knowing where you stand is that. Uh, for me and Tess, we're not from Glasgow, so you, you come up here and the people that you spend all your time with are the people in casts and in production teams. Um, and it's, it's finding the line between sort of, sort of friendship and, uh, and a professional relationship and, and, also, and also like dealing with the fact that it can feel very lonely. So managing all those three things of you're not really everybody's friend, although it sometimes feels like you kind of want to be because you don't, you don't necessarily have a friendship group here. You know, you're in a new place or something like that, but that also they do need to be someone you do need to be someone that they can speak to. So it's kind of I find that line hard to hard to tread about uh, about where where boundaries are between friendship and uh, and work. kind of work. Yeah, 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 definitely. George and I are like opposite ends of the spectrum in terms. We talk about this a lot um, because 
to get to him. But um, in terms of when he's talking about whether when knowing when to shut up, and I have the opposite problem. Whereas I, I'm I'm quite comfortable in like a facilitating type of role. Um, but especially when I first started assisting, I found it really difficult to speak up and be vocal about, you know, an idea or or an, or an opinion on something, um, just because I didn't want to. I didn't know if it was really my, my role in the room or whether just that's it's about supporting a director and that private support. So talking about things after the rehearsal and discussing ideas or whether, you know, even when being invited to, to offer an opinion in the rehearsal room, feeling whether feeling out whether it felt appropriate. Um, and what I've really learned from being here, especially working with Dominic, is that he's really good at trying to sort of coax me out of that feel, like space of sort of underconfidence, I think, just... To, and to register yourself as a, a facilitator and a supportive role in the room, but also as a creative in the room, mm. um, which I do think is really important. Mm. That's the same as directing as well, isn't it? That's the thing, assisting really is a microcosm of directing in the both are, well, I mean, what I read both as being predominantly about facilitating, really, and helping mm. other people to, to, to make something. I knew wholeheartedly that I wanted to pursue a career in directing, but when I, when I got in, I had this very strange um, imposter syndrome for the first couple of months where we were being taught by all these amazing practitioners and, you know, with a group of really um, very well sort of experienced other directors in a room and you just, how did I, and very ambitious, you know, how did I find myself here? And it was really wonderful, but it was, it was, it was a bit um, of a shock to the system, I think. Mm. And since then, just with like meeting so many different practitioners who come into the room and share their process with you, which is what you get from assistant directing. The best thing about assistant directing is that you spend time in a room with a director and you get to see how they work day to day. And that type of experience you will never get again unless you're assisting somebody else. Directing is a very lonely sort of craft. Yeah. Um, so being invited and welcomed into that room with other practitioners to share their process with you is invaluable. Um, but then coming to the sits, and that's sort of where we were able to kind of use the processes that we were taught back at back back, and see them in, in sort of prof- in a professional context. I think learning from Dominic, from um, Richard, Jack, obviously as well, like just that fine art of giving a good note. It actually, for me, it took all the sort of practical processes out of it and it was actually much more about watching how directors interact with people um, on a more kind of personal level I think is where I've learned the most and also just working in a building where other professionals are treating you as as, a, as an equal and as a professional and so welcoming um, it's definitely given me much greater confidence in, in my role and the fact that I am no longer an imposter and I still am and sort of be here Yeah I think on that that I it's definitely a thing that I learned from just the, the environment of being around so many, you know, ambitious, talented people is that you, you quickly learn not to compare yourself to other people, um, uh, you know, and get yourself away from thinking about, about yourself in those terms. Um, and stop, don't ever really think about <laughs> career, but just do, do, you know, do the work that you like doing and, and, and try and make it the best that you can and constantly keep on learning rather than looking at the person across from you and thinking, oh, they're doing all right. Um, because it just that way is you know, madness. So, um, but do you feel like that sort of? Because for me, that's certainly this sort of fallen away. 
So it's definitely coming up here. Yeah, 100%. That's what I mean. But it's something that I think I conscious, it, it's something I had to consciously, I think I had to consciously work on it. For, for personally, I had to consciously work on that. And I feel so much better with it, but I definitely, I definitely felt a lot of jealousy and things before about how other people worked or the way that people did, or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is, you know, that's possibly specific to me, but it's certainly a thing that I learned a lot about. It's, it's not, not judging yourself or other people, just focusing on doing good work, you know, and maybe that's also partly like a, maybe getting into George's head now, <laughs> but you know, I, I think, I think it's, it's important. It's important to take yourself out of it. It is incredibly personal. It's funny hearing you talk about struggling with finding a voice in the room and stuff like that. Because I think, or you know, or finding that challenge is um, pushing yourself or finding the right moments. And actually, I think that's something I really struggled with as well. If you're a good assistant, and and what, or at least what I think is a good assistant in the sense of being sensitive and aware. Hopefully, that stuff then, and and sort of looking to support the director. Hopefully that stuff then feeds into when you're a director, and that's what I tried to do as well. So that actually, and like I think George said, that that does obviously translate to the wider role of being a director. But actually, specifically when working with someone in an in assistance capacity, especially because I've done it so recently as well, I think I'd like worked with Dominic probably like a month before mm-hmm. as an assistant, and then kind of did lab producer. That hopefully what you're doing is you're taking that experience into that next level up and you know what the, the most fruitful processes I've been involved in in whatever capacity have always been when it's when it's felt like a positive drive from the whole the whole company or everyone that's involved in the project towards making this thing rather than there being one dickhead at the front who's sort of you know like saying this is how it should be it's, it's also an ego thing because if you go into a rehearsal room and I think in any capacity if you're an actor or if you're anybody a producer, a director, whoever you are, and if you go in thinking, you know, I, I need to be, my voice has to be heard, and that's got to be my main um, focus. Then you're sort of undermining the sort of ensemble nature of what theatre is. Is it's everybody creating something together for the for the for the service to the show, really, um, to best tell a story together. Yeah. I think one thing to say that as well is that sometimes assistant directing can be really boring as well. Do you know? Oh what I mean? yeah, that's that's very boring. Like it can be. It's not like it's all sort of. Um, this is amazing because I'm um, on a great process. Or even the best. In fact, especially on the best processes I've had. There's there's always going to be moments of where you're not active. You know, and that's re- and I think that's the hard in terms of what you're saying. That's quite a hard thing in the sense of as as a theatre maker as an artist, you want to be sort of contributing and 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 and, and, and being. Um, and being active in that process but actually you're sat in that chair a lot and sort of watching what goes on and, and sometimes that can be a bit uh, of a challenge I it don't can know. be dispiriting I guess yeah because um, even uh, yeah just so that yeah yeah definitely you can, you can spend time doing that but again it's it's another area of kind of versatility like versatility of the role is quite often when you find yourself in spaces like that there's always there's often something you can do to make yourself useful again mm-hmm. whether it's like you become the go-to person when, when it comes to all things research or just taking stock and watching the director and seeing if yeah. you're alright yeah. yeah carving out your own thing thanks for listening you can now subscribe to this podcast on iTunes if you enjoyed what you heard why not leave us a review